0: what's up everybody welcome back to millionaire voices episode 6 with chris sieves he is the ceo and founder of dnc media where he tells us about his journeys of adventure where he gets to film the most incredible sights, and teaches us what it means to be an entrepreneur in 2021 tune on in now What's up, everybody? Danny Perdick here, Millionaire Voices. We have an amazing guest today that's my friend from Florida State University, Mr. Chris Sieves, CEO of DNC Media here. And we're talking about running his high-performance company. I was really intrigued by his story, so I wanted to bring him in and talk with him and give it, have him give us some nuggets that he's learned over the years. So, welcome.
1: Thank you, brother. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, man. I feel like we've had this opportunity, you know, that we should have had this conversation about catching up, about where we're at, but it's a perfect time now.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, since we left college, I don't know how many years ago now, 8, 10, something like that, kind of two different paths, but at the end of the day, both kind of the same path, you know? (laughs) So it's good to be able to reconnect uh, in terms of business and content and just life in general, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I really appreciate having you here, Seeb's, because... One thing me and you really relate on, besides going to Florida State, being brothers in a fraternity, it's that we became entrepreneurs. And that's really why this show was created, was for entrepreneurs who are people who are building companies, who really want to understand the mindset of someone who's found success taking this path. So my question to you is, what led you on this entrepreneurial path?
1: It's a good question, honestly, and one that I've asked myself a lot because, as you know, the entrepreneurial journey can't always be the easiest. Uh, You face a lot of hardships as you go, and a lot of times that you ask yourself, why am I doing this? Um, For me, it was always the desire to do something more. I've kind of always just feel like even when I was working with other companies or whatever, I would just see different things and different opportunities and ways to move the company that I think would really be a positive way and whether it was management not wanting to create more work for themselves or whatnot or not believing in that vision or something, I just, it was like an an internal thing that I had to do. I had to go out and figure this out on my own just to prove something almost even to myself that I could do this and that I could figure this out. And, you know, just I think in the last 10 years, the tools that have come out to let people become entrepreneurs to let them build a business you know using the internet you, not needing to 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 scale a huge company if they don't want to you know you can be a a solopreneur and still be bringing in seven figures in this day and age using the internet it just seemed like there was no reason not to
0: yeah it, you're really right about that with the tools that are out now and the accessibility to really become an entrepreneur but i also believe that that your mindset and the the drive and the consistency and so many different values beyond the access to these tools allow you to become an entrepreneur. And, you know, for me, I, I can really look at someone like you and say, I know that you've been through a lot of obstacles and challenges to reach the heights that your visions are creating for your company and your entity, which we'll get into later in the episode, what is it? What are the types of you know, mentality or hacks or how you how your perception is of how you kind of endure all this stuff as an entrepreneur? Because we got to keep it real saying to that young dude who's 21 he's about to step into this game, to the jungle and he wants to build this company have all these big dreams and all this stuff and really want to get it done. What are your, some ideas and some
1: feedback on that? Sure. So 100%, if you cannot get your mind right when it comes to building a business and going through the entrepreneurial journey, you're going to struggle a lot. So one thing I really focused when I made the decision, you know, one day I said, look, no matter what I'm going forward with this, I'm going to figure it out. I committed to myself to have no more zero sum days, basically every day I'm going to be taking steps towards my goal. And I knew in order to do that, you had to put routines into place. You had to use certain tactics, like you said, just different things. I went through and I still am experimenting with different things. Um, you know, a couple of my staples, non-negotiables, waking up early, working out, are two of the biggest things. Like, I need to keep myself and my mind in check all the time. I get my most of my work done, deep work, before 8 a.m. every day. Wow. So... In the two hours, say like six to eight of me just having 100% uninterrupted focus on my task at hands, I can push the company forward versus just doing the tasks each day to keep us afloat, if you will. You know, that's really where I'm able to just think really deeply about what we need to do. Also, for me working out, that's like my, I, I do mindfulness, I do meditation in the morning. It's part of my morning routine, but working out at the end of the day also lets me kind of recollect, reassess what went on that day, what what do we need to do maybe this evening to set up for the next day, um, de-stress, just kind of like bring it all back together because at one point in the beginning of this journey, you know, I was trying to go 15, 16, 17 hours every single day and you realize for me at least it wasn't sustainable. I know I need to get my seven, eight hours of sleep a night. I know I need to take, you know, at least a day off to just kind of decompress and, not be thinking about business nonstop um but all of that came about as a result of trial and errors you know i've did i've done everything intermittent fasting you know i've tried working throughout the evenings and sleeping throughout the days you know it's always a test of it's always a series of tests and iterations for me you know i think about it like a marketer that's all marketing is right running tests seeing what works iterating on it and adjusting Ooh. to to what works the best.
0: That's such a good nugget, man. It really is. It's a life, it's a life lesson right there. It says, "Hey, listen, your life is pretty much an experiment. So every day you should be kind of just tailoring what's working, what's not working, and then you double down on what's working." And what's working is your flow state. Right. And, you know, we can get into a whole life and mentality and mentorship, which we will get to in this type of podcast and and I want to hear from you Siebs. I think let's turn up the volume right now for the entrepreneur who wants to talk about your business that you own and that you run as the CEO.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about DNC Media. I want to know about the story, how you got there. Sure. And how you created that. But let's get right to the business. What's DNC Media doing for the world right now?
1: So on DNC Media, our most passionate aspect of business and uh, the content we're doing is really involved in ocean conservation. You know, a lot of the people that work with me, we're all ocean based people, surfers, divers, you know, people who just like being out on the water, on the boat, fishing, etc. So, you know, we've worked with lots of nonprofits throughout the years, but that's our ultimate passion. So even just today, we actually teamed up with the Lake Worth Waterkeeper and Our Ocean, Our Future, which is a nonprofit organization that they're basically trying to stop drilling in the Bahamas. So one of the aspects of the content we're doing is helping some of these nonprofits spread the word on some of the things happening within the environment. Other than that, you know, we always were working with businesses. We're working with organizations, tourism boards, hotels, et cetera. Um, But that kind of work is super fulfilling for us, too, because it's like, it's close to our heart, you know I'm born and raised in South Florida, born and raised at the beach basically every day. So. You
0: know what's so inspiring about that is I asked you, what's the NC media? I'm expecting to hear that you do drone footage, that you do this and that and all the technicalities for companies, which is true, but you just told me about your the vision, which is amazing from a CEO uh, pers- perspective of saying, "Hey look, you do a lot more." Than just creating certain media and content for companies to create profitability for their brands, but you focus on it because of your bigger vision of preserving the oceans or creating uh, or creating types of um, advances
1: in right. in in water. So so here's how I look at DNC media. DNC media has been a great learning experience, a cash flow experience. You know, it's. It's been, it's allowed us to help a ton of people, a ton of companies, a ton of businesses, organizations, however, you know, achieve success in their own world. We help them with their marketing, their content, et cetera. Obviously, we get paid to do that, which in turn pays the team and everything like that. But I see something just much, much bigger in terms of content and marketing. And, mm-hmm. and part of working with these companies has been not only just truly learning digital infrastructure and how to how to run successful marketing campaigns and and really the science behind it yeah that now the number one people that struggle with raising money or getting money are nonprofits and we've worked with a lot of them that just don't have the budgets to give us that we know will like a couple grand budget to raise them $50,000 right and it's Every time we work with uh, American Heart Association, we've broken their previous fundraising record, which is awesome. So I see the power with what we're doing in terms of other content, but then there's organizations that can't even get us the funds to do what we need to do to get them to the next level. So I'm trying to reverse engineer and figure out how we can just... I think there's a way to make a profitable business that saves the world and does really good stuff. It doesn't need to be, I make a profit and someone else suffers as a result of it.
0: Well that 's very very high level interesting stuff for the world, especially as the next level of entrepreneurs, the millennial generation really takes the next wave of learning what they learned the past decade and then taking it to the next level of how we 're going to help this world now i 'm someone who has that mentality too you know my business partners that i've I've had growing into the into the business world have taught me you know a lot as it's not just sunshine and roses and you have to be that focused capitalistic mentality but i've always come with the thought of serving first everything follows but the business economics that you're talking about and correct me if i'm wrong you want to create a type of business model that the companies can profit but the people or the customers benefit in a way that they don't have to necessarily spend as much. I'm trying to comprehend. I, I think
1: I think there's a way to be to have a successful business that profits, but also saves people. The world, so pretty much has a, use has their deeper...
0: profitability to advance the world for other needs that did not have the right. resources.
1: Right, and look at you know look at trends. Look at uh, millennials are willing to pay a, another couple extra bucks to buy a shirt or jeans or something that they know comes from a sustainable company mm-hmm. or know does good things. At, you know, Tom shoes. Look how they blew up because people found out. Hey, they're donating and their they're shoes. Back. For it. right, yeah. they're giving back in a, on some level. So. I agree with like the capitalistic form of business. You have to because at the end of the day, it's business, right? But that doesn't mean you can't also be using your knowledge, your skills, et cetera, to also be doing good things. At the end of the day, DNC Media is a business entity that exists to make money because if it doesn't make money, <laughs> you
0: There's know no how it business. goes. There's, There's no, no business.
1: business. <laughs> but but
0: I, I see the point you're trying to make. And you're using – I mean you put in the facade, but it's not a facade. You're putting the facade that, hey, I want to do good around the business. But w- once you put dollars and cents involved in any type of transaction, that's when you change the dynamics of, hey, listen, this is a business that needs to sustain itself. Meaning you have to pay the fee right. and then this and then I pay this. So we have to, have to pay staff and all that. I don't think there's much wrong with it. I just know that there there needs to be a donation type profitability uh, that that does something. So, like right, for right, example, right. when the do- uh, the profit comes in, a certain amount, like just right. like companies so, do So, now-
1: so let me take a step back and further clarify. We're five years into business now. Okay. For three or four years, I could not be doing this kind of work because it would fall on my lap to have to sit and shoot the videos, edit the videos, et cetera. The business had to be built to get to a spot where I could afford some of our resources. In other words, my people who help us film and edit, et cetera, that now we can dedicate some resources. And on top of that, what I did was I couldn't also find a way to justify just spending our time, energy, and resources on these things because it would just mean I kept losing money. So what I did was, as an entrepreneur, you find solutions. And I said, okay, nonprofits aren't giving me money. What do I have and how can we bring in additional money? Maybe it's fundraising, maybe it's a Kickstarter, maybe not. I started selling my photos that I take from all our travel gigs with tourism companies and hotels and et cetera, just photos. I started selling those prints online. So in last year, we started selling them. You know, we did about $4,000 in sales. And I can take the profits from that, rededicate them now to putting back into ocean conservation with our edits and stuff. And that's kind of how I'm balancing it. So it's not just uh, me throwing money and saying, hey, all we're going to do is all of this over here. 95% of our business is working with companies, right? And helping them. And now we're slowly being able to integrate this and just what we're finding is even with some of the ad campaigns that we build I haven't hit it yet but I think there's a way to use paid advertising to put ads out to build an incredible ad funnel that then can raise money and a, a, then pay us to build these funnels for well
0: well, I'll tell you what Steve no idea is a bad idea I think that's a phenomenal idea I want to talk about this in a month or three or four <laughs> and see you get this done. I know it's you can happen, get this baby. done. I know you <laughs> can get this done. I'll tell you why. It comes back to the same thing that you told me. Danny, marketing is a science. We're looking at the KPIs based on the trends. We're looking at the numbers, the analytics. We're looking at the statistics. See, people who are listening right now, You're talking to someone who owns an agency who's looking at this type of data. You have to understand when you're looking at Facebook and you're looking at Instagram and all these different social media and the funnels of how people are clicking, how people are filling out your applications. When you understand these trends, you can know how to convert. And that's what everyone wants to do who's listening to someone who owns an agency. They want to know how they take their content. And get it onto these platforms to convert. Convert to a sale. The most important thing in your business is sales. So, as you listen to a CEO, you guys are hearing somebody who is looking at it as a visionary. And then looking at it as, okay, now I have to run my day-to-day business. So, to get into the nuts and bolts, Steve, if we have a couple extra minutes with you. Because I know you have a lot of content to shoot. Oh, yeah. Is... what are some ways that you're running your company right now? How, how do you how much staff do you have? How do you facilitate this orchestra that you put together?
1: So we are we're relatively small in terms of agencies, okay. right? We probably have I would say 10 to 12 people at any time working on different campaigns. I'm a big fan of using freelancers and bringing them like you can scale up and scale down relatively quick, quickly within the media industry, right? We're not always doing week-long productions. So I would prefer just not to have a full like full video crew on staff all the time if we're not filming. So you hire them for shoots and whatnot. And same with, um, you know, if we pick up additional ad clients, we'll bring on more people to help with that. Um, so we're kind of set up that way. You know, some of the tools that we use, Slack, Trello, um, the systems we've built out, Google Suite, just in ter- terms of uh, documents and the Dropbox for all our video files. So the tools and the systems we use make it very easy, and I'm a huge fan of automation with stuff too. Um, once again, I'm a bigger fan of staying small and and nimble. You know, For instance, with March and everything that happened in terms of the pandemic, being able to pivot quickly into a new direction and be able to take on more ad clients locally uh, within the States versus, you know, all of our international filming gigs got canceled. So if I could have just thrown the hands up in the air and said, all right, everyone like see you in two years when travel bounces back. But as an entrepreneur and, and someone who's always looking forward, I'm always looking at that next step. Where can we improve? How can we provide more value? How can we just be better? That's the number one thing for me. How can our videos be better? How can we serve our clients better? How can I be better? How can our team be better? Just if that is your collective thought going into anything and you're willing to put in the time and the effort, you're gonna win. It's just a matter of time, you know?
0: Oof what a quote, man. <laughs> you guys gotta hear that quote again. We're gonna have to run that back. Run it back, DJ. <laughs> yeah. That is so accurate, Steebs, and it's so positive. It's showing people, listen. The one word he used that is the most valuable, one of the most valuable words in in our lifetime is time. And you are going to have to put a lot of time into getting your result. And you have to love what you do. You love what you do. You put the time in. You listen to what Steve just said. I really believe what he said. You can win. And you can get to your goals. And you're talking to two entrepreneurs or listening to that have put in that time and are proud of it because it's it's been a sacrifice of time for a vision and that's what you have to commit to as an entrepreneur if you really want it at the same time you want that balanced life you want to live a rich life you want the the personal life to be fulfilled your relationships your family your 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 career but your hobbies and that that takes me into someone like you, Sieves, and I, I want to get so much different content with you. So I I feel like I will keep fast forwarding, but leads me to the hobby genre with you, man. You you're a cool dude. <laughs> you, you, Only, you, online, you, 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 Only online, man. Only
1: online. You have this you have
0: this IG facade that you you're living the dream. You're traveling. You're doing water sports, man. Talk to us about like how you're living that rich life, like really fulfilled
1: what do you do man so for me it's it's just been figuring out what fulfills me what fuels me why am i doing what i'm doing you know you work so hard to get to a certain point and then i kind of got to that point and i said okay we're here you know what's next you know do we just push to the next milestone is it just the next number is it you know how to also achieve fulfillment and at one point i just I kind of hit the spot of like, okay, we can go three times as hard. We could probably bring in five times the cash, but that means eliminating everything else over here that truly fuels my soul and makes me enjoy what we're doing. So ultimately there was like a decision at some point to take on what we want to take on in terms of like good clients to work with, people we believe in, organizations we believe with, but also leaving that other aspect of... My time personally, you know, just to be able to explore new areas, be able to focus on new ideas, be able to do things like this. You know, like if we were so in the trenches of just working on client projects, that won't happen.
0: So so going into quick detail with you, give us some adventure that you do, man, that, that when you put all that work, you put all that grind, you put all that to the side and you're living that that your soul's on fire. What, what type of stuff
1: are you doing? What, ty- what do you do? So, all right, so this year has been a huge aspect of exploring Florida. Okay. Like, I love to get out in nature, film. That's how the business was built, me just doing what I love. And even now, I still just go out and film and spend 30, 40 hours editing a video. Sometimes only, like, 300 people will watch it, you know? It depends on on how it gets <laughs> out yeah, there. Amazing and I don't it, care because yeah. it's just, like, that's what fuels – that's my passion, right? Yeah. So – this year you know we've gone to the springs in central florida where we're like diving with manatees and we're exploring just like the crystal clear water i've gone to the keys where we've gone paddle boarding with alligators you know like and we've seen sharks and stuff down there we've gone diving fishing uh where else have we gotten into this year and like so much a lot of time on the boat just uh, <laughs> getting on the boat as much as we can that's cool and the other the other do. thing that happens is. I'm always shooting. Like, I love to take photos, shoot video, etc. That's where the sweet Instagram comes out of. But then others see <laughs> sweet content, and they say, hey, I would love to get some sweet content. Can we take you fishing this weekend? I'm like, all right, let's oh, do it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so it kind of works both ways where someone will be like, hey, we got an extra spot. Do you want to come film this? And I'm like, hell yeah. And
0: these events <laughs> are pretty cool. Huh?
1: Dude, they're, I mean, last December we were in this before – um last december we were in the maldives we had ten thousand dollar villa a night you know we had two butlers for each of (laughs) at each hotel room we went to uh we did campaigns for visit south africa we've been to france uh we've been to grenada and cool you're meeting really interesting incredible people and like even now some of our clients are partnered with like jimmy buffett so we're supposed to go out and film and fish with jimmy buffett for a day My other buddy started an incredible golf mat and he partners with Dusty Johnson who just won the Masters. So like he's doing some stuff and we're trying to come in and help them with some of their marketing. It's just – when I started, I literally said to myself, I'm never going to build like a video company or be a videographer because where is that going to get me? It's not like unique enough. So many people know how to do it, etc." And then I realized, look, you don't need to be this like insane tech entrepreneur. You could literally start like a window cleaning company, a window washing company, which is the most basic thing possible, and scale that into a seven-figure company. You if can. you just do it successfully, provide can. good customer service, mm-hmm. find good employees, take care of them well, it doesn't Def- need to be this next level.
0: And I'll, and I'll add a little realism to that to say, you've got to look, look at the numbers, know how many washes right. you're going to have to do to get to that right. seven-figure. And then get to that many washes. It's possible,
1: right? I mean, it's He's all. Right. It's all. Of course, if you start the next unicorn tech company, it's going to be a much bigger payoff. You
0: might, yeah, you might be the next game star I think right? a lot
1: of people have a limiting belief, and and myself included. Mm-hmm. Limiting beliefs mm-hmm. are something that yep probably wasn't until like two or three years ago that I really, really realized through mindset work how much it held me back.
0: And let me ask you about that real quick. Sure. Let's talk about limiting beliefs. How do you, how do you shake it? How do you shake that limiting belief when you feel like it's so real?
1: It is real, but but what happens is you start. For me, I started to recognize when I'm having those thoughts, those thoughts of almost fear. And what I realize is when I, when I'm laying in bed at night and I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm freaking out about something coming up and I'm, my heart starts racing what that means is actually growth it doesn't mean we're going to mess up you know or whatever else is going to yeah, happen like, it's like you're going through a growth phase you're moving through to the next level of like the higher version of yourself yeah. which is stressing you out so when you can shift it it helps a lot
0: so so you're pretty much saying you're taking an approach where you feel this anxiety you feel the uncertainty you're thinking something of the worst that's of whether it's entrepreneurial or it's personal or you're thinking that something that's bothering you or hurting you you're and, and it's a limiting belief this always happens to me you're saying you rewire it by saying wow no this is actually a good thing this means something's waiting for me like whether it's godly or divine and something's telling me that i need to break through it and just embrace it and change the 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 perception of
1: it almost re-channel the frequency of it right so i'll say it took practice and this is why mindfulness is so important to me you know i'm the type that can get in my head stress out about certain things you know limiting beliefs whatever once i started to recognize some of those thoughts that's when i was able to shift it like you said so maybe it was maybe it was me thinking i wasn't smart enough to do something And when I realized, okay, maybe I don't know it right now, but I believe in my ability to figure it out just the way I figured everything else out, you know, and you can shift it that way instead of being like, oh, I'm an idiot. I don't know how to do this. It's like, well, I don't know how to do this, but I'll figure this out. You know, it's, there's ways to shift the mindset to become that stronger version of yourself. And when you start to actually look at what your limiting beliefs are. So for me, one of them was, I'm not smart enough. You know, I went to a private school everyone's very smart it was a challenge for me you know like i was the c student going through um high school and like lower school and whatnot so i always like grew up like i'm not the smart one you know everyone's going to ivy league schools and i'm like okay we're going to florida state like i was cool with that i didn't really care about college at the time honestly and then i had that though and i carried that and then i kind of looked back from college and i'm like wait i left college with a finance degree and a three seven I was the one tutoring you know some of the boys in the fraternity. I was the one doing all these other things here, so maybe I am a little bit maybe I need to give myself a little bit more credit than I am, you know, and why am I thinking about this? It's because these dumb things that happen in like first grade were you know like
0: wow. <laughs> so, no and that that brings a great point because how long did that take you?
1: It's 30 like thirty it, years <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, that's my point I'm making is. It's like, and, and you know what, my, my dad used to, and I want to say, you know, I love my, I love my family. I'm so, so grateful I have my parents and the support. My dad used to tell me, Danny, confidence yeah. in life is so important. Right, Because that, what you just told me, was saying that only, the only difference of that equation was your confidence about yourself. You changed the narrative because yep. you weren't confident that you right? weren't smart enough. Right. That's why you were saying, I'm not smart. Hell the yeah. minute you change it, you say, you know what? I had I had some life experience, meaning I, I I made some progress. Yep. Now let me analyze what I used to always say. Right. And let me see if I'm on the same... Because we're always evolving. And that's what mm-hmm. I needed to accept with myself because of decisions I feel like I could have been a better decision maker on. Mm-hmm. But... It takes that growth to have to be able to look back on it sometimes. Sure. And and then change your narrative going forward. Right. If not, how are you going to level up? Right. You're going to still be living that type of mediocre, not life, but mediocrity of yourself, your potential.
1: Right. And honestly, you know, this is not something, just to clarify, like this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. This took years and years and years of consistent me asking questions about- why I think a certain way, why I operate a certain way, why I'm not confident in certain regards, you know, how can I shift that? You know, what did this shift was I did two three-day weekends, 14 hours a day. So six days basically of 14 hours in a group setting of, like, mindset work. And it was throughout hearing other people's things and diving deep and, like, it wasn't fun. (laughs) You know, you're exploring – the you're
0: the, going going down. You're the going paths.
1: real mm-hmm. deep to to ask questions. That why am I thinking this way? What happened when I was younger? You're vi- revisiting uncomfortable situations, but coming out of it with the confidence and being able to realize and and make the shift. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's still the, the work never stops. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like going to the gym. You stop going to the gym, you're gonna not be as in shape. You know, unless you take steroids or something. So maybe if you take steroids for mindset work is there such a thing adderall <laughs> <laughs> there you got it kids don't listen to that <laughs> is not advised
0: on our show but whatever you want to do to, to reach your peak man no look bro i love i'm i'm loving this conversation man i, I i'm feeling like I, i'm feeling light bulbs going off because this is the beginning of something great you're doing amazing things i, I could talk to you for hours man and I think the next step to see is figure out what message do I want to learn from people who are coming on this show? Because you have so much experience and knowledge and wisdom that this could be a six-part series right Mm -hmm. now to go on each layers of your entrepreneurial journey these past 10 years to see that's the level you're at so you know where to make your decisions. What's your vision now on a monetary level? Where are you trying to take the company?
1: Do you have a vision for that? So, my goals with the company are really, I'm only trying to bring on probably two or three more clients this year. Going back to like, I like to keep us small and tight, because I have a lot of other ventures going on too. You know okay. We're building out our online courses now. We just started an apparel company with a couple other partners that were using DNC Media's services for you know to do the content to build the online funnels to do the websites and stuff um i especially with the way the world's kind of been the last what 10 11 months i need to make sure i have that level of like passion projects still going on because otherwise the best then i'll lose the sense over here so i'm being protective of my time wow right now um And just making sure that as we move forward, I'm getting the right systems or people in place to to really take things off my plate before jumping into too many other things.
0: That's great. That's great advice to, to myself and to everyone out there listening because as an entrepreneur, you can get a lot of ideas. And obviously, we all know action is a huge part of facilitating any of those You make a great point with what you just said, man. It resonated with me, so thank you for that. Is Your time of analyzing how you're going to spend it, I'm in the same position as you right now. I have a lot of ventures on my plate. I have a lot of things that are in momentum, but I'm not going to hit that gas full speed until I know that team, like you said, is in place and we check off how to scale any operation so you know where to put your time. If not... Just like anything, it's got to be all over the place. you got a right. hundred different calls, a hundred emails. Right. Everyone's calling you for this. You have no organization. <laughs> you want to run a company like that? Good luck. Right. I've gone
1: down that route. You Same. Know, you you <laughs> Same. learn from your previous experiences where it's like, look, I'm just really not trying to jump into something new where I'm wearing 18 hats again and I have to do it all where I'm trying to manage everything else. It's just... You think about things differently. And also now, you know, when I started DNC Media and I started filming, it was bootstrap. I had no money to do anything, you know, anything that went into everything was going back end and more equipment, more this, more that, advertising, etc. Um, so now I have a little bit more that I can be like, okay, let's just hire someone to do this role versus, all right, where am I going to find six to eight hours every week to do this myself? You know, whatever it is. And it's just like, all right, we got to just... If we can't figure out how to put someone in that place and that makes sense from an ROI perspective, maybe it's not the right fit This is (laughs) the
0: only thing that I'll say. One quote that I'm going to stand behind my whole career still, I'm going to keep going all the way, is I will never tell anyone what to do if I haven't done it myself. Yeah. That philosophy makes a great leader to me because you've endured what you're telling someone to to do. Right. And this way you have the respect – and you also have the credibility, and you know what they're capable of. Right. Other than that, no. I've. It. You learn a lot by wearing 20, twenty, thirty hats. <laughs> but you'll learn this thing called get burnt out, <laughs> yeah. and it'll make you uh, not want to become an entrepreneur. If you want to, you want to, you want to play. You want right. to test. You want right. to test it. Go for right. it, man. Go run through every wall. Right.
1: You're and, if you're on the entrepreneurial journey, you're probably going to because you're yeah. probably like when yeah. we were when, you're, hung- when we're, you're young and hungry it's like hell no I'm gonna do it all just watch me you know
0: <laughs> I ha- you have that chip on your shoulder so I respect everyone out there that has that type of drive and hunger like I'm gonna go and prove it to the world yeah you are and you're gonna you're gonna do it but enjoy the process right <laughs> enjoy it find a way find hard. a way to reach your visions but, but like just enjoy your life and what, that's why I really respect you seeps of what you've been able to create, where your head's at, how you're living your life. How old are you now?
1: 32.
0: 32, yeah. 32, man. And you're at that prime now where you're just turning up. You got a grip on everything. So look, man, I, I want to I wanna do a full deep dive into a little bit more with you, but I really appreciate you today coming here, showing me this beautiful equipment and team you got going <laughs> on, and then and really spitting some wisdom and, and uh, enjoying this conversation, man.
1: Yeah, buddy. We got to do it again.
0: Let's do it. A lot of fun. Hey. Well, listen, guys. Keep on watching. More to come.
1: Millionaire Voices, baby. We out.